Welcome again to another edition of the Red Reporter Podcast. Um, I'm your host, BK, and alongside me this week in studio, we have Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, how you doing? And uh, on the phone this week, Wick is MIA. So um, in honor of Red Reporter Throwback Week, we, uh, we have a former editor of Red Reporter on. Uh, please welcome Rick House. Rick. Hello, BK. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. It's a it's a pleasure to have you on, Rick. It's a pleasure to be on. Yes, sir. So let's let's talk about the Reds. Um, I mean, if, if we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Reds a little bit, like we can we can go off course and we can talk about other things at some point. But it's kind of a Reds podcast in a way sometimes. So let's let's start um, the la- let's see the last time we had one of these was right after the Reds got Simon. Right they, after we traded, traded 40% of our rotation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've been oh, dissecting those moves. Anymore? What's that? We don't have Simon anymore? Nope. Nope. He's gone. And that's no, even without him being extradited. <laughs> it is It is so hard to root for a guy who rapes and murders people. That is so awesome. Allegedly. 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 It is allegedly well, difficult to <laughs> a guy who rapes and murders people. There you go. But, so, since then, uh, the Reds have made really no major moves. Um, they traded uh, pitching prospect Ben Lively for outfielder Marlon Bird, who looks like they're going to put in left field for the 2015 season right, as at age... 37? As good as any black hole. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then just uh, the day before we recorded this, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, the Reds picked up Jason Marquis and signed him to a minor league deal with an invite to spring training, which means that they're, well, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's the kind of move that is going to actually have an effect on anything. But it's you it's mean, still a, it's as uh, Nats fans will remind you he's a former All Star. You mean he, he had double digit wins? You mean Jason Markey is not a three three WAR player for the uh, 2015 Reds? Presumably, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and predict that that's probably not gonna be the case. What about the what about the uh, Louisville Bats? Well, he uh, oh that three that WAR player know. for the Louisville Bats maybe he, he maybe. Where does Jason Marquis fit in the rotation for the Bats? Is he, like, the number four pitcher for the Bats? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. He uh, looks like – sounds like Robert Stevenson will probably be starting uh, in Louisville. So I, I think he's your clear number one there. Um, Dylan Axelrod, who we saw a little bit of at the end of last year, will probably start – I would guess he would start the season again in Louisville. So he's probably the clear number two. Yeah, so Jason Marquis is no better than the third starter in Louisville. The way that the way that things are going now. Now injuries have been known to happen to this team, so you never know. He's a Mike Costanzo type. He may he may be a Mike Costanzo type where if he's on your team, your team probably sucks. Yeah. Hey, so, he was on the. Well, what year was Mike Costanzo? I don't remember. He was actually part of twelve, wasn't he, when Vano went down? He, Mike Costanzo came up and hit under a hundred. For I think he was one for nineteen. I think with sixteen Some, strikeouts. Something like that. Yeah, like he, 
He had one of the more awful, like for as likable of a guy as Mike Costanzo was when he was in the minor leagues, when he came up and actually got his shot in Cincinnati, there's not really anybody who has come close to being as bad as he was in a while. Yeah. Although, I don't know, do you guys remember Trevor Bell last year, though? He was, that was pretty bad. Really, any middle infielder that we've had on our team the past three years, though. That's true. They're not exactly world beaters. Yeah. Or really great utility men. Yeah. And women. But, hey, we have Marlon Bird. So, so uh, should, we, should we start buying playoff tickets now? Or should we, should we wait maybe until a trade deadline? See what they do? I think Jason Marquis was the guy who all Reds fans have been hoping that, you know, Jockey would sign. I think he's kind of that guy who's really going to turn around the fortunes of this team. Yeah. We were waiting with bated breath that, for him. That is that is the yeah. hottest take. That yeah. Uh, I know that now that Marquis is, you know, finally locked down, that I'm going to start getting some more, uh, some, more, uh, some more season tickets. So, Jason Marquis, best player named after a car? Or worst? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of another player named B- after a car. Billy Topaz? I don't know. I don't think that's a person. <laughs> I, I think you made that one up. Uh, was there was there any, any players named Geo Metro that we can Corolla. talk about while we're at it? <laughs> Adam Corolla? Did <laughs> he play any minor league games? Jimmy Corolla? Oh, Jimmy yeah. Cor- yeah. I think it, I think you combine Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Bob, Carolla Bob there. Accord, maybe? Bob Accord, yeah. yeah. These are these are all made up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we can... Should, can, we, can we call him the Grand Marquis? <laughs> the Grand... The Mercury Marquis? <laughs> I kind of doubt we'll be seeing him much, and we hopefully don't have to call him anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. We can... I... I'm sure the Farmers Only guys will have no problem coming up with a nickname for him. That's true. That's kind of their shtick. That's what they do now. Yeah. That's they're they're basically professional nickname generators. Yeah, they're that's, they're that's basically their job. They're basically our version of Chris Berman now. Yeah, except what do you think is the greatest of all of the minor league guys' nicknames that have been come up over the years? Frank Ooh. Fister, I hardly knew her. <laughs> that that's a that's a really that's a throwback if there ever was one. This is throwback week and all. Ooh, I don't know. Um, Wait, do we still have Fister and Fister in our minor leagues? I we don't. Time we had both of those there guys. was, I think they were in the same draft. Yeah. If I if I remember correctly, that was that was some was kink, like that, that was some kinky stuff. The management was into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's hard to. I don't think we ever signed Fister or. But Frank Frank Fister was a. He made it to Dayton. Yeah, he made it to Dayton as a first baseman. Yeah. Infielder some kind. Corner infielder. Corner infielder yeah. type. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, It's been so long since the minor leaguers have played. And, like, we're just kind of, like, talking about, like, we're doing the rankings right now on, on the Red Reporter. And it's, you know, it's the same guys. You, you know, Bob, Bob Steve. And there's yeah, it's it's actually. I was taking a look at the rankings the other day, and it's kind of crazy how long some of those guys have been on there. Like Yorman Rodriguez. Oh my God, Yorman Mar- Yorman Rodriguez was like 
what he signed when he was like 15 or 16, right? So he's been mm-hmm. on there for like seven years. He signed on his 16th birthday, yeah. and I think that he's been he's been ranked on the top prospect list like since then. Even like even when like when he signed, he was probably two years out of playing rookie ball, but he was still making these prospect lists because of just like who he like his makeup and you know what he promised. As he's a got prospect. a high ceiling. Yeah, he still apparently yeah. still does. Yeah, um, high ceiling. Not... High ceiling is the baseball draft but equivalent it's, of it's high funny motor. though. Like even though he's been in our organization forever, he's still only like twenty two. So it's like, oh well, you know he's he's gonna he's gonna make the big leagues next year at twenty two. He, he got to call he's up. Gonna be, he's gonna be twenty two all year. He doesn't turn twenty three until August. Yeah, exactly. So no, did did he get a September call up last he year? He did. Yes, That's he right. had he had a number of. Yeah, uh, I yeah. just looked it up. He went six for twenty seven. He batted two twenty two with a. Uh, Pretty hot, forty-four OPS plus. <laughs> hey, that would that's, put him in the running. That's not that bad for a cup of fielder. coffee. Yeah, I'll, yeah, he probably he had a better year than fucking Skip Schumacher did. Wow. So, and negative, he was wait, here the whole year. War, it's probably more war than uh, than uh, what's his name? Marlon Bird's gonna have this year. Ooh, ooh, hot take. That's I don't know. Hot I take. Mean, I'm bringing him. But but between Bird and Yorman and Donald Lutz. Who's been? Who's kind of all, not quite really gotten a chance, but kind of has. Yeah, he's he's, he's kind he's of getting into high territory. He's going to be like a year away. Like as much as we love Donald Lutz, like he's he's like a big Red Reporter guy. Like like we've had interviews with him. Like he recorded video with us when we went to spring training. Like he's the coolest dude. But he, he's he's kind of in the territory we're where, a point where, where he got his shot, but he didn't really get his shot. Yeah, uh, like like gosh, who was the guy that we had uh, the minor leaguer last year that we were basically using as the emergency emergency catcher at the beginning of the season for the Reds? Neftali Soto. Yeah, Soto. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he got a shot, but he didn't uh, really get a shot. Like yeah, Soto. that's yeah. I would argue that Neftali Soto has got his shot. Yeah. Well. Sort of. That didn't really. It didn't really too, right? I, I mean, these were all shots yeah, they, that were given so during. They, they released him at the end of last season, and they brought. They're bringing him back to spring training this year as a non-roster. Yeah, invitee. I mean, these were all players that got their shot, you know, under Dusty Baker, more or yeah, less, which it, means they never really got a shot. It's <laughs> it's tough. I mean, unless you're like Jay Bruce, where when you came when he came up, like he he was in right field every day. Yeah. Or when he came up, he was he was in center field every day. Until they traded Griffey, and then he was in right yeah. field. I mean, basically, I'm basically, basically, if it's I a mean, player that the Reds had money in, and you knew Walt could basically Bigfoot uh, Dusty into saying, "Hey, you're playing this guy." I yeah, sixty-two I games. Mean, with, with it seems like with most of these prospects, you know, their quote-unquote shot with the Reds was, you know, you get to pinch hit twice a week. I mean that was good luck making your mark. I mean like, that was Mesoranco before last season. Yeah, for crying out loud. Yeah, he was. You know, he, he was getting one start a week, maybe. Yeah, when, when yeah. here. Yeah, and it's true. Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't know how do we, how do we feel about about Bird? Is that is that the thing that's going to be good? I, I can't get too enthused about it right now. Um, I. You know, it's it sounds like he's a good clubhouse guy. It sounds like he's he's going to provide some quote unquote leadership, oh, which sakes. 
Yeah, which I know the front office values so highly. Grit. But, you know, I'm not sure that, you know, when you look at what he did last year and what he brings this team, I'm not sure that it's exactly what they needed. You know, they needed another guy that could get on base. Marlon Bird hits homers. Yeah. It's, 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 it just, it's a square peg in a round hole. Well, it's a, it's a band-aid when you also have a broken arm. Yeah. Too. I mean, you know, we needed somebody that could get on base and help the team out that way, preferably in left field, because we had nobody in left field. Yeah. Uh, so instead, we just got a warm body that can play left field and, really had many of the same problems that the rest of the lineup has in terms of uh, yeah, run I mean, production with relating to getting on base. I right. mean, it's and, just you know, sit Kerry, around. Kerry wrote something for Red Reporter last yeah. week that you know talked about the differences between the Reds' offense from 2013 to 2014, and by far the biggest difference was that the 2014 team did not really get on base. They were driving runs in at the, at the same rate, but they couldn't get on base, and you just got Marlon Bird, who also can't get on base. Yeah. So you're going to probably bat him somewhere yeah. close to the top of the lineup. Yeah, because he's a veteran. So basically you're he's ending up... second for that yeah, lineup. Yeah, you're ending up with, and, like, Marty Brenneman's fantasy team. Yeah. And, Which I've never... I can't get anybody to trade Jay Bruce away. Yeah. I, I, be, I bet he could. Actually. Yeah, well, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he'd hold out for some sort of middle reliever. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if, if Marty Brenneman had Jay Bruce on his fantasy team, he would have no problem getting rid of him. For... Unless he's in a two-team, uh, unless he's in a two-team lead with, with his Tom. son. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, good point. Yeah. It looks like it looks like the last time Marlon Bird played more than two games in left field was 2009. Yeah. Hmm. Is that uh, that is accurate? Is that worrisome for the for the fans in, in Redlands. I no. I mean, left field's the easiest place on the diamond to play. I mean, he was wasn't he in right most of last year? I feel like he was. In, I think he probably played a little bit of center. You have it up right. Forty nine games in right field last year. Right. So that's. I mean, left field's allegedly easier to play than right field is. I mean, it's not as bad as when we tried to make a right fielder a center fielder. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's going to go better than Shinsu Chu did. He's going to be better in left field defensively than Ryan Ludwig was last year. But he's he's going to provide the, about the same at, at the plate as Ryan Ludwig did. Well, he's which, al- he also has both of his shoulders, which Ryan Ludwig does not have. Yeah. Which, true. you know, I mean... Right, wrong, or indifferent, Ryan Ludwig was not the same after opening day of, what year was it, 2012 when... When he got hurt. When he got hurt. Yeah, or 2013. 2013. When he got hurt. Uh, You know, and, you know, we can relitigate whether or not that contract made sense when Walt originally entered into it, but, uh, you know, he's a shell of what he was in 2012. I would agree. And I, I think that's oh. not necessarily through fault of his own oh. or even his body breaking down outside of it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying I would rather have Ryan Ludwig than Marlon Bird. Oh, I'd rather have two 2012 Ryan Ludwig than I would, Marlon Well, Bird. sure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying that, you know, what you're, what you're replacing is, what you need out of that spot is not a clone of what you had last year in that spot. 
Well, unless we want to lose ninety games instead of eighty. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, <laughs> the offense needs to be better. Race to the bottom. Nobody made the offense better this offseason, other than people healing from injuries, which yeah. great. But you know, I don't know if last year's team healthy was going to be a ninety-win team. Let alone the ninety-five it would have taken to win the division, right? Right. Well. So, Lily only needed 92 to get into the playoff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, we're, we're just going to be fighting those Brewers for last place. Yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. But I, I, I think the pitching will be as good as it was last year. Really? I do. Simon, I mean, Simon had a career year. Yeah. Uh, Latos was decent when he came back. I think, he was close to himself. I, I think as long as Homer's healthy. I, I know, but that's that's just like, I think there's way too much faith with that assumption I, being put into both Singrani and Desclafani. Yeah. That, that's not the chick from No Doubt. That's their new fifth starter. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. Don't speak. <laughs> or speak, actually. We'll walk into the spider web. Are you, do you have any? This is, this is a great. It's a great run of uh, illusion. Do you have any? Any more? Should, should we call the Reds' 2015 rota- rotation the Tragic Kingdom? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's certainly not going to be Return of Saturn. <laughs> Boom! Man, all right. Yeah, that's we're we're done there. Yeah, sick burn. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think the the rotation with guys getting healthy. Well, I don't know if they'll be better than they were last year, but they should be around the same performance-wise. But pitching wasn't the issue last year. No. The, no. You know, the lineup was the issue last Unfortunately, year. Unfortunately, the bats. You, yeah, you really, you're not seeing as big of an improvement as needed to happen, probably. You have... Isn't that, a, isn't that such a strange place to be, considering... Throughout seemingly the entire 2000s, it was the exact opposite problem. Yeah. They were scoring, you know, 200 runs more than every other team, and their defense was just... Well, yeah, and they would... Not, not even major league level. Every, yeah. Every game, it was that's, comical. That's the, the, the Bowden opposite. years. That's Jim. That's how Jim Bowden builds teams, is he would just get sluggers and not, not give one shit about defense... Uh, it's, or it's, pitching. It's like yeah, it's like he saw that one Nike commercial with Tom Glavin and, and Greg Maddox. Yeah, where like chicks dig the long ball. And he's like, "That's it. That's my formula." Because I want <laughs> chicks, and my leather <laughs> pants aren't getting me in. Like, we were excited about acquiring Brandon Clawson at one point. Like that was like a big deal, pitcher. Well, that's like, only be, that, that's only after you know we realized. Oh wait. Oh, the Yankees kind of did us over with Drew Henson previously. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about that. That's that's a blast from the past. Yeah. It's yeah. it's been that kind of week. Yeah. yeah. It seems like we've been uh, we've been talking about a lot of those early, those Reds teams through the early two thousands because so Red Reporter is celebrating its tenth anniversary this year, tenth birthday, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we've been kind of just going through. Stuff written on the site and those old teams and like hearing about like those prospect rankings from like 2005 and 2006. It's like 
there was nothing in this farm system then. Like, there was no, not even, like, remotely anything. My, my first year at Red Reporter, the number one prospect for the Reds was Chris DeNorfia. Woo! Right, exactly. Hey, he Which, actually you know kind of put together a decent major league career. I would take I, Chris DeNorfia in left field right now. I would as well. Yeah, he, you know, for as much as he didn't really get that much of a shot in Cincinnati... Hey, Chris Norfia. That wasn't because of Dusty Baker, was it? Mm. But uh, yeah, he he carved a pretty decent career out for himself. But like when you look at the pitching on those old lists, like you had Homer Bailey, who was the next big thing, and like he was the only thing. Like there was Phil Dumatre, and like he was a big deal. And I don't know. Who else? I think, like, Chris Mahalik was on those lists for a while. He was, like... And Chris Mahalik was, like... sold in AAA. Yeah. like, the number three pitching prospect. Oh, I remember when, like, the weight of the world was on Chris Mahalik's shoulders to, like, bolster this rotation. I remember when we... For, like, that... Because that 2016, was that the year... That was the year he came up, right? Like... Right around then, yeah. He threw about an 89-mile-an-hour fastball. Yeah. When we got Luke Prokopek through the Rule 5 draft, oh, that was, that he was immediately weird. became, like, our second-best pitching prospect. <laughs> Just because he's Australian. Oh, man. That that 2016, I mean, that's, that, that's when I found Red Reporter, too. And that's kind of, like, right where, like, I was just starting to have time to, like, obsessively follow the team. And that... Like, that was the kind of team where the Reds hadn't been good since 99. They, like, started out that season pretty good and, like, were going to make a run for it. And then they traded Austin Kearns at the deadline and Felipe Lopez. And then everyone was like, what are they doing? Hey, we got Bill Bray out of that trade. And, we did. You know, Gary Majeski. Yeah. Bill Bray was actually one of the best parts of that. He was. He ended up being the best part of that deal by far. We got... We got, Who was the third baseman they got? It was uh, Renter, Edgar Renteria, right? No, no, no. no, no. Royce Clayton. Yeah. Royce Clayton. And then um, Gerald Thompson was the prospect. Who, he ended up coming up and, like, he had, I, I remember this pretty vividly. He had his first start, like, in Yankee Stadium, and that was, like, a big deal. And he actually, like, he was good in that, and then just kind of, it just started to fall apart. And he never really got it back. Although Bill Bray's pretty active on Twitter, he's a he's a good follow. Oh. I think he's trying to be like a blogger now. No, well, we should just you know start trading people based on their blogging ability. Yeah. yeah. We should Bill see if uh, Bray's Bill... actually an extremely nice guy. I met him at a Bats game. It was it wasn't even a game. It was like spring training for the Bats, <laughs> and all the fans come out. Nice. And I was like, I was out there with a the camera, I was taking pictures of like you know jay bruce and bill bray and he's like why are you taking pictures of me nobody knows who i am i was like oh because i'm on this you know this blog's red reporter it's really cool we're a big fan of yours just want to see what's going on he shot with me for probably like 15 minutes extremely nice guy like way nice. nicer than most athletes i've ever met that's cool yeah, yeah normally that saying like oh yeah I'm with this red reporter that no that normally doesn't really like convey a good image to anybody like that's not something that is going to get people to talk to you most of the time. All right. So we've, I mean, we've, we're caught up with the Reds at this point. So yeah, I mean, we can, you know, we could talk about Red Reporter's 10th, 
tenth anniversary. Well, it's obviously, the, 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 it's the, a big the, deal. The I funny mean, thing is, we start the two main moves by the Reds within the past week were Marlon Bird and Jason Marquis, both who were both last relevant in two thousand seven. So I yeah. think this is a fantastic transition. This is true. Yeah. So I mean. I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but Red Reporter was actually the second outside blog that uh, Tyler Bozinski, the guy who founded SB Nation, brought in. So, like, it was one other blog and then us. So, like, so basically of, we're the Cincinnati Reds of SB Nation. We're, like, whatever the second team is of well, SB Nation. Technically, we were the <laughs> second. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is going to be a theme, I think, on SB Nation blogs this whole year. Because everyone was brought on in, like, 2005. So, uh, yeah. We're one of the first ones, and we're just kind of winging this whole week. I think it's been really cool uh, for me to go back and revisit everything and talk to everybody about, you know, how, how the Reds used to be, how the site used to be. How the community used to be. That's been really, really insightful. Like it was pre-Twitter, so nobody yeah. else had anywhere to go and yeah. vent and give That's their true. hot takes that they didn't want you know, family they, members they, to see they on took, Facebook. They took all of their anti-done hot takes and, <laughs> and put them on Red Reporter. Now they just have unclever like anti-Joey Votto accounts. Yeah. Oh, dude. Is Joey Votto the new Adam Dunn? He totally is, oh, but the lowest man. of common denominator circuit. Really? People don't like Joey Votto? Oh, man. We had, it's we, the Brenneman youth, man. We it's had, like Reagan youth, except we worse. Had, we had one of the, probably one of the worst, most annoying trolls of the site. Well, that was a concern troll. Yeah. I mean, that was somebody taking, it, it's somebody that appreciates Joey Votto, but does it in a way that I'm going to basically set up a bunch of straw man arguments because I don't like people who don't like Joey Votto, which basically means you're a very, very mentally disturbed young man if you're spending your time doing that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's no different than what we used to see for Adam Dunn. I mean, even from, like, the mainstream media people with Adam Dunn, like... Yeah, the rants that Marty would get into. For, for a 10th anniversary sort of thing, what I should do is just uh, take some of uh, Michael's old strong takes and just replace right. Adam Dunn with Joey Votto. Ooh. Oh, man, I bet that would, that would be fun. Ooh. <laughs> All right. That's going to happen on the site before this podcast goes up. And we're going to see how that happens. We're going to see how that goes. I love that idea. <laughs> And just to see, like, if we take, because, no, it's going to be, like, the same ad hominem bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's dead on, like, the same, like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't hit enough homers. He doesn't hustle. He doesn't run out to his position. Like, all that. Like. P-Doc doesn't like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that oh, replace? Spends all his time out on the golf course. Wow! So basically, we could, he should be working we'll, on running to his position. Seriously, what we should do is like 
take those anti-Adam Dunn articles and not only add Joey Votto with replace or replace Adam Dunn with Joey Votto, but with like a bunch of different people. Like with the golf takes, replace that with like President Obama. (laughs) Did you ever read any of those... Those Michael fan posts, though? Yes. The Michael Diaries? Oh, those were... They're, he I came mean, back last year. Did he? Oh, yeah. That's right. They're, like, they were like... <laughs> they're novels of just complete... Just like vicious... Insane bullshit. Just like vicious screeds against the dude. Yeah. Like... It's, it's pretty outrageous to me. Like, it's like some... Uh, I, I mean, it. you know, you... And I, I think that that's... You know... If, if Red Reporter will ever have a legacy, it's going to be, like, publicly standing up for, for people who are actually good at baseball but get a bad rap for it for whatever reason. Like us? Well, <laughs> we aren't good at baseball. Oh, oh, okay. No. Oh, I thought you meant I'm saying, that. like, no, like, Joey Votto and Adam Dunn, like, we need to – we're going to go down in history as the people who are in their corner. When there really should, like with Joey Votto, there shouldn't be an anti Joey Votto lobby. But for whatever reason, I, I kind is. of get an anti Adam Dunn rally or uh, anti Adam sure, Dunn lobby to an but, extent. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, all of the good things that he did and like well, yeah. contributions that he made to the team were very underrated somehow. Which, you know, that's really that's really what made the Dunn stuff so sort of electrifying is that there was a legitimate argument to be made against Adam Dunn, mm-hmm. but you know the, the sides were kind of evenly split, and we were very fervently in favor of you know the three true outcomes kind of guy and Adam Dunn hitting forty home runs a year and all that. But with Joey Votto, there's no there's not really a conversation to be had. There's no legitimate you would think. You know, argument. He's not a, a superstar player still, even after you know some of the injuries he's had. Yeah, I mean, people are still trying to make that argument, though. People are still like completely just anti-Votto. And you could see the writing like, on the wall the way that we, we also treated Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, I, I mean, I think yeah. that when it comes to being a big sports superstar in this town, it's it's a hard thing to do because no matter what. The local media are going to be on your case. Yeah. It, the only the only time Joey Votto, like, the local people weren't completely on Joey Votto's jack was when he won the MVP. Right, because he wasn't getting paid then. Well, right. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you have somebody with a big contract making a lot of money. I mean, we see it, it's, it with it, it's, Andy it's, Dalton in football. Well, no, because Andy Dalton was t- is just sure. object- objectively average in every respect. And... You know, we'll say this for the Bengals podcast, but yeah, you know, I mean, I I understand the comparison between because now he's getting paid, but you know, it's almost as if like the local writers in this town and you know media individuals, because I will expand that to individuals that don't just you know type for a living, but also have radio shows. Yeah, you know, it, it, it seems that they have the finger on the pulse of a although, lot of Schadenfreude. Although, if you think about it, though. When you when you have guys that have signed big contracts to play whatever sport in Cincinnati, there's really there's one that I can think of that doesn't get that flag. Well, first and that's Brandon Phillips. Actually, there's a couple. Uh, I don't think Brandon Phillips gets 
called how out come ever. Pe- how come people? How come people aren't standing is, outside? Weren't standing outside with giant protest signs when Eric Milton did that? Did what he did? Oh, how yeah. come we're not doing that with Sean Marshall right now? Yeah, uh, making nine million a year to not barely play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, there's injuries there, but and well, and he's not the highest paid guy on the team either. Yeah, and for some, no reason, one's going to look at Sean Marshall when you I, have I, Joey Votto. I, I also think it's it, it may also have to do with that the media doesn't like people that get paid that are kind of introverts that mm. don't really call attention to themselves because they can't write about things because they need hot takes. Uh, you know, Brandon Phillips, he'll give you a hot take. Ken Griffey Jr. doesn't. He just goes to the ballpark and unless, does his thing. Unless, Joey Votto goes to the ballpark, does his thing. Unless you're C-Trend, in yeah. which case. Well, and then you're, you. uh, then, yeah, you are. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll call you vulgar names in public. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't think that has gotten enough. Uh, no. Sort of, sort of, you know. It hasn't gotten enough backlash. That, that's when he kind of. Know, broke my back as a Reds fan and a fan of him because yeah you just don't treat human beings that way you know? yeah that's I mean says a lot about his character that was a really really shitty thing to do I mm-hmm. totally agree yeah you know you have you have a guy just doing his job and like it's his job to ask questions but he's so good with the fans well yeah. great yeah yeah but I, he treats I, everyone I, else like shit I, I, I mean if you call a fan what he called C Trent you're probably gonna lose your job. Yeah. Uh, you know, just because you glad hand the fans, but you treat other people terribly, doesn't mean you're a good person. In fact, it means you're awful. You <laughs> yeah, know, like, and you play favorites, which makes you doubly awful. Yeah. At least Dusty lost his job over that. Yeah, yeah. that's the reason. Yeah. I think I think it had something to do with it, honestly. Yeah, because it was... Well, was yeah, a couple because of months he, he was laughing by, about it, wasn't he? He was yeah. about it. It's a very poor show of character. I mean, Brandon Phillips is one thing. He's an athlete. He's a child. You don't really expect him to be an adult. <laughs> he's a 34-year-old child. No. All of these athletes are. I know. Absolutely. I know. I know. Jesse Baker's the babysitter. And he's the guy you expect, you know, to actually show some maturity in that situation. He, and he was... Oh, <laughs> that's not for me. That's between them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, there. I mean, there's there's such thing as being a quote unquote players manager, but at at the same time, you have to be able to lay down the law when it needs laid down, and that was that was not <laughs> what happened there. Hey, Brandon, you can't use slurs. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was very nice of you, Brandon. Yeah. Say <laughs> <So> you're sorry. <laughs> No, he didn't even do that. Yeah, he, that actually would, <laughs> that have would have been, been better. That would have been an improvement. <laughs> no, like it's uh, I I totally totally agree. I mean, it's you know, and that guy for some reason the lowest common denominator fan loves that guy and hates Joey Votto. Like, what planet are you freaking on? We're not racist and. Black and Brandon Phillips is proof that we're not racist. Yeah, you are. You're probably a lot <laughs> more racist. You're a, no, you're probably a lot closer to the truth there than we need to admit on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh well. Okay. 
next next order of business. Yeah. Well, we didn't really come together with it. Do we have yeah, do we, we have any more orders of business to talk about? <laughs> I don't think we do. I'm, I'm looking at the agenda that we've got, and I think we need to discuss Corey Patterson uh, is next on the list, and then okay. I think Jim Edmonds oh, was third after that. Oh, oh, speaking of Dusty Baker, well, let's talk about Corey Patterson. Well, and we can we can skip Jim Edmonds because he was never a red. No, he so, wasn't. That's true. That, that never happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, Corey Patterson, uh, the source of my greatest ever Reds Fest find, my signed and uh, game worn Corey Patterson jersey that I still. No, they. Uh, it was it was originally marked for seventy five dollars at Reds Fest, and then I got there on the last day. And saw that it was marked down to fifty, so I was like, "I'm going to buy this jersey for fifty dollars." It's a Corey Patterson game worn jersey. And I'm like, "I'm going to be the only person with a Corey Patterson jersey." Awesome. Take it to the register. The guy's like, "Yeah, just give me twenty five bucks, man. I'm not even <laughs> like, I'm not going to charge you fifty dollars for that." Like, well, best deal ever. That's my Corey Patterson story. That's my. I wonder That's if all Corey Patterson is even in the Hall of Fame at Corey Patterson's high school. Like, is he in the, is he in the circle of fame at, like, you know, Bedford North Lawrence or wherever Corey Patterson went to high school? That's a good Where, question. That's, that is not hard to find at that. Because, yeah, when you think about it, that's, I mean, he's, he was from, actually he's from uh, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah, he went to Harrison. So this is my neck of the woods. I'm actually, I don't know if you guys know this, I live in Atlanta now. I did, I did know that. a year and a half. Yeah. Um, he's actually, uh, Marlon Bird's from here as well. Um, and I think went to Georgia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, notable, notable alumni. And Corey Patterson is number one on that list? Well, it's, although, Eric Patterson... His brother is on that list. Yeah, but below Corey. So the question is if that's, that's because of alphabetical. I don't think that's a ranked list. I think it's a random random order. Um, let's, Adam, Adam, Adam Everett. Everett won a... Well, Adam, Adam Everett, Everett was way better than Corey Patterson was. Uh, Adam uh, Everett had like one good season and then... He had Adam, one more good season than Corey Patterson did. Corey Patterson had one mediocre season, one mediocre to good season. Had two mediocre to good seasons with Cubs, actually. The, gu- the guitarist from Deer Hunter went to uh, that high school. Oh, so it's kind of it's it's like athletically inclined and mildly hipster. A finalist for the 2013 Heisman Trophy. That's something. Yeah, radio personality Rich Schertenlieb. Is that you? Is that? No, never mind. There's actually there's also a guy not not from Kennesaw but a guy in Marietta who just for posterity's sake um, he's a high school basketball player he's a senior named Jalen Brown who is he's going to have to announce his decision where he's going to college soon he might go to the Cats so I'm going to cat jack this podcast for a second Woo! he might go to the Cats and uh, after that he's going to go to certain NBA stardom so for people listening to this you know five years from now. You heard it here first, Marietta's own, Jalen Brown, hopefully going to the Cats. You're you're calling your shot. Yeah, this is my one chance for true start. That's that sucks, man. Yeah. I can't I can't believe it's coming on this. Yeah. 
It's like, Man, you, you are wasting that so hard right now. You're, you're wasting it on a podcast <laughs> that will possibly get two dozen Yes. Minutes. Yeah, like five people will listen to this. Who listens to this? Do you guys know, like, which specific commenters actually listen uh, to the comment on it? Which, which commenters? Uh, the ones that comment in the thread when we post it. That actually uh, that bring up the inside jokes that we say on the podcast, and we know that they're not just being polite. Although, I will say, I have had one person who, like, it's, it's somebody that my girlfriend knew who met was meeting me for the first time, and, like... As we were introducing ourselves, was like, "Hey, I love your podcast." I was like, "Wait, what? You know, really? Are you sure they didn't just like mis- you- misspeak and mean website, yeah. or they were just being polite?" Yeah, yeah. they meant to say beard. Do you think I'm Ira Glass? I didn't mistakenly say that I was like somebody important, did I? Well, maybe we should make this one a little bit more like This American Life. <laughs> Act one, Marlon Bird. So, Ira. <laughs> or, so, Rick. We should make this like cereal and be like the Reds in cereal. No, we really should not be. That'd be mm. awful. I bet we would get a lot more listeners if Maybe. we made this a cereal podcast. Yeah, we yeah. get a lot more white people. What, no, what uh, we should do is have the same podcast except play cereal in the background. <laughs> and just release that. So, it's basically like Mystery Science Theater with Reds. No. Oh. We wouldn't talk. Oh. Well, we would just release that, and that'd be super popular. I bet people would love that. Yeah, they probably would not. I don't know. All right, well, I, I think we're we're getting to the point where uh, we're going to probably end this thing soon. So, um, oh, this has been so much fun. All right, then keep we it going. Can, we can Give us go, some more can, hot takes, right? Keep going for a little bit. Are you, oh, is that... Is, is, is that our new intro music that you're, you're playing? This is Red Reporter. Can you rap over it? No, I can't. I'm not a, I'm not a good, a, uh, what's it called? What are those people called who do it uh, impromptu? Freestylers? Yeah. Freestyler. Actually, could you play that for like 35 seconds that I could actually use that as the intro? <laughs> yeah, just rip it off of YouTube. Because, oh, that wasn't just you with... Oh, I thought uh, that was literally just you with like a keyboard. Uh, no, like that's yeah. You know who could do that though? The vault. Yeah. Oh, he totally could. Because we should, get him, we should get him to play the series music could, on his accordion. Because I just do not want like an ass cat violation or a nasty gram oh, from man. him. That'd, That'd be would... so good. If you played you on the to, accordion. You have to get over two dozen listeners before you get nasty grams from anybody. Yeah, you yeah, that's probably like, true. You guys are in a really good position. You could steal anything you want and no one would ever know. That's probably what we should do. We should just start stealing other people's stuff. And yeah. Releasing it. Yeah. As our own. Yeah. Does Bill Simmons have a podcast? I'm sure we can easily rip that off. But he rips off of other people. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So that's... <laughs> do you guys have any more in the... Um, um, what's it called? The exit interview? The belated exit interviews? We have one more uh, that's ready to go tomorrow. And that's... Who's that? And I, since probably by the time this podcast drops, the interview will have already dropped. But uh, the next to go is JD Arney. Oh man, we got JD. Yeah. Save the best for last. Yeah. Well, we went. I went in like reverse order chronologically. Okay. So like it was then Josh, and then 
Joel, and then you, and then JD. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Did so. you guys ever hear how um, how I got shown the door at, at Red Reporter? Shown the door? Yeah. No. Well, sort of. We should tell that story. Where did I, I'd love Justin to hear that Bob? story. <laughs> no, oh. that was so, that was way before. So, so the way I remember it was, so JD JD was leaving because he had lots of other vlogs that he was doing, and JD's very successful when it comes to doing you know vlogs and stuff. Yes. So he was leaving. I think at that time, me and Joel were his, um, you know, his, you were, his other guys, other mods, whatever that right. is. And it probably was more logical for Joel to do it because Joel had kind of a better standing. Well, and, you know, he was just kind of, he had more time to do it. He was better, he was just better at it. Even now. at the time, Joel was writing like 90% of the stuff for that site. Like yeah. Joel was just like on it. Like you were doing, you were doing like more of the daily stuff, but he was doing like, he had like a new sabermetric article like every right. day for a while. Right, he was the man, and I just assumed he was going to do it. Um, but I, I guess he didn't want to. He wanted to spend more time on some other stuff, and I think that might have been around the time when he was writing his first book. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I took over, um, and I did it for. It, it really wasn't that long. It's probably like nine months, and maybe like six months in, um, I, I got an email from Tyler. The guy you were talking about a little bit earlier. Yeah, he, he, he started SB Nation. Yeah, he started SB Nation. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy who, when you when you do the blogs, he sends you like this big, long um, you know, contract you have to sign. You basically have to kind of, you know, join on to his team. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you haven't really done anything for a while, huh? And it's like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't really know, you know, what the direction is, what, you know, what you want me to do. And he's like, just do anything, just like make it good. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and then, like the next three months, I did pretty much nothing still, and just kind of um, slacked off. And he finally had to fire me. Huh. Um, oh. Which was, which was more like, um, kind of eased my burden because I knew that I wasn't pulling my weight. Like Joel, even at that time, Joel was still doing probably like. 70% of the work and, right. and I think I think Brendan maybe was the, the other guy at that time and he was doing probably 20% of it and I was doing almost nothing I was just I was burnt out at that time I mean that happens to almost everybody it, right dude it, was, it happens yeah I was totally burnt out I couldn't do it anymore and uh, Tyler kind of you know let me out of my misery put me out of my misery and right. told me that they were gonna they were gonna go with Joel finally yeah it's it seems ridiculous that they would get rid of somebody and then pick someone else on the staff to take over. It's like, if you're going to like go in a completely different direction than the people that have been running it, like I, like I can't see why, how they wouldn't have just brought in somebody. Like, but then, Oh, again, Hey guy with already too much you on your plate. Let's Joel. give you more. Right. <laughs> well, the sense I got was, I mean, Tyler, they were running, what? I don't even know how many. 60 blogs at that at that point. It's probably Dude, way more now. It's but way more now. I don't think their staff was huge. They probably didn't have more than a dozen people. They were, you know, really yeah. early startup. And I think they just didn't have time to go find the right people for every blog. They just wanted to find somebody who was dedicated and who would fill up you know, the blogs yeah. content. I mean, for crying out loud, there's like MMA blogs now, like multiple ones. Well, and that's, that's me saying plural. And none of them are about been, pink eye. That's always most been surprising. what SB Nation's done, though. Is like they, you need people who will are fans of the team. You have to have that fan perspective in a way. But then again, like so, I remember like a couple of years ago when like the Marlins guy left. 
they were like, oh, who's going to run this Marlins blog? He's like, they don't have any fans. There aren't any other blogs. The guy they got does a good job, but it's like, it's it's a really weird thing to have to like it's, to keep those positions. I I think it's it's pretty rare nowadays. The struggle. You weren't giving enough um, page clicks. You need more content, dude. Do they count on you guys for that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's why you see fan oh, man, shots now at the top yeah, of the man. page. We, uh, easy clickings. We gotta get them clicks. That's why if you see any any uh, gifs of cats wearing Reds gear, you know, let us know. You'll be front page in like an instant. Yeah. And get like 3,000. We, we, we got you guys a cat jack about a month ago. We got you, I think, 150 comments. That's good. That was good. We need more of those. Yeah. More comments. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason I come back anymore to start UK, uh, UK posts because I don't really like going to Sea of Blue. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Well, neither does Coop, which is good. Is Coop allowed anywhere other than here at this point? Probably not. I think he's been banned by just about everyone. <laughs> I think we're probably the only place on the internet that like works on Coop's browser at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should just start Coop's his own a, blog called dude, Murder but... Car. <laughs> the Murder Car blog. Coop's Murder Car? <laughs> Did oh, you, just, you didn't did you know that? Out, murder car? <laughs> Edit this out. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Dude, like every time, oh, you know, man. Coop's like, somebody's Any, gonna have to, somebody's any, gonna have to learn a lesson, and then you see murder car tweeting the any, same guy you anytime, retweeted. <laughs> anytime there's something super clever happening, there's a and like super vulgar, it's probably Coop. That's just. <laughs> Oh yeah, you need to make that happen. Unless he accidentally blocked you and confused you with Dan Dockich. <laughs> All right, how are we feeling, guys? Feeling oh, good. Now that I stopped thinking about the Reds, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true. It's we're we're gonna get to a point where we we're, we're gonna have to start like breaking down the 2015 Reds, oh. and there's some of it that I'm looking forward to, but a lot of it is like. Wow. Can we graduate to bourbon? Some of these guys, we... I don't, yeah. Can we graduate to some yeah. of these guys? Can we graduate to bourbon before we do that? <laughs> Instead of just drinking beer? Because. It's true. It's probably for the best. You've got to kind of keep the team at a distance. It's like, do you guys ever listen to uh, the Tony Kornheiser uh, radio show? No. Yeah. It's Thankfully. fantastic. He's, he has a sports show in Washington. And it's not really all that much about sports. Like, sports is kind of the anchor for the show. It, it's, right. you know, it's a sports show, but they spend probably 70% of the time talking about other things, which is what makes it fantastic. And it's kind of been one of the great things about Red Reporter is, even though it is a Reds vlog, a lot of times the most fun is just people getting together talking about other stuff while the Reds are on in the background. Oh, absolutely. Like Never lose that, guys. No, I, that. I totally agree. Like, I was... that. Of your um, of the Q and A that you did, like that was the line that stuck out with me the most. It was like, no, like as soon as it, as soon as Red Reporter becomes more about the Reds than it does the community, like it's gonna fail. I totally agree with that. Like it's it's a community first 
it's a community of Reds fans with something in common, which is why the people there get along so well, I think. But at the same time, like, it's, it's also, like, people talking about their day and, like, what happened. People drinking beers and watching baseball together, in a way. Which is, yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. That's why we all ended up there, I think, and that's hopefully what it'll continue to be, you know, from here on out. Yeah. So do you guys have do you guys have like a, a code word that you say at the end of the podcast that you know any commenters have to say that code word to, to prove that they actually listen to it? No. Should we have one? Well, I think we should. What should what should it be? Oh man, what are some of the great phrases over the years? Um, I, I've always been really partial to the nickname "sweater pants" for Wayne Krinsky. Which kind of like semi took off, but didn't really take off in mainstream. It was kind of more of a red reporter uh, term. As sweater pants. I always loved imagining him wearing sweaters for pants. I just thought it was fantastic. Not just sweatpants, but like little like Cosby sweater sort of. Actually, can we say Cosby on this podcast? They totally, they, they actually do make yeah. like real sweater pants. Do they have like all the names of universities like Bill Cosby's thing or? <laughs> Can we say Bill Cosby on this? Can we, can we can we get a Temple University sweater yeah. pants? <laughs> Sa- <laughs> Safe word is sweater pants. Oh wow, that's way too soon. Uh, uh. Safe word is sweater pants. All right, that's that. That will be the phrase. I think will be the safe word is sweater pants. How many people yeah. are actually going to say that phrase? Like, I don't know. Listen to the entire podcast and say the phrase. Read the comments. I'm sure there will be people in the comments that just posted that. Well, Angie actually won't this time because Wick's not on it. So. Oh. She has a crush on Wick. Oh. Am I going to have to edit this out too? I generally, I generally just leave <laughs> no, the thing going once it hits the hour mark. That's common knowledge. Yeah. Like, I just, like, edit the first 15 minutes and then I let that's it ca- That's That's common knowledge. That's She she knows that. Oh, okay. She, know, yeah. she knows she has a crush on Wick. It's, it's fine. That's great. We're okay with it. Who's, like, the number one fan of the podcast? I don't know. Wick. Wick. I guess, right? Yeah. I don't... I don't know. Well, I don't... he's on it. There's, like, I think our last podcast thread got like four comments or something Something just like so like when one and one of them was like about the podcast the other three were like this is happening like this is news yeah the other three three, one of them was a cat's threat jack man (laughs) that's probably true that's usually how this goes Uh, sorry (laughs) it was in march or actually it was in may Scandalous headlines. It's true. We need to. You you won't believe what happened on this edition of the Red Reporter podcast. Say like find out where we sign our own St. Louis Cardinals. Find out if Adnan killed Haley in this edition. There you go. Reporter podcast. Uh, We'll we'll have the thrilling conclusion next week. (laughs) Wait. Oh, I, I haven't listened to a serial since it ended, so I'm trying to figure out, like, how we can make it and like that. Should we, should we have a MailChimp commercial? <laughs> no, Bonobos. MailChimp? It's Red Reporter. 
not your name. That's close. Our special guest this week was the venerable Rick House. Now, let him keep going, and then we can edit in that other stuff later. We, we could. Yeah. I mean, no, we've never, like, produced any kind of, like, outro or intro yeah. to I this mean, thing. Technically, I'm a producer since I edited. Technically, you are, and that's there's never been any production happen on here. <laughs> hey, I edit out most of the F-bombs. Oh, most of that's the good. vulgarities, at I don't least think, that I say. I don't think we have an explicit rating on iTunes right now, so that's mm. probably for the best. It's, it's because nobody on iTunes listens to it, or otherwise we'd <laughs> hit above the two dozen mark. I don't think... I don't think any... We don't have any metrics on how many people listen to this yet. <laughs> Do we want? No, not really. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay putting it out there. So, uh... Let's... Let's let, let's run it. Let's run it back over. Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll do the final, and you can uh, you can edit it in. You want to do that? Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's do it. And Scott, do you want to be the you want to be the producer? Not really, but I'll take credit for it. Okay. Can you say my name right this time? Yeah. What I what I say wrong? Yeah. All right. Did I say your name wrong, Brandon? Yeah. There's an R in there. His last name. Yeah. And his first name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Scott Hoberg. You got it. Scoberg. Yeah, at, I just at Scoberg on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Are we gonna leave all this in? Sure. No. Okay. Thanks a lot for having me this week, guys. It's been a real pleasure. The pleasure's all ours. This podcast was produced by Scott Hoberg. Co-hosted by Brandon Kraling. Special guest Rick House, a.k.a. Boobzinho. Joe Luckup actually had nothing to do with this for once in the history of the website. Look forward to the next edition with J.D. Arney. Maybe not. But maybe. He's going to be our Matt Damon. Goodbye, everyone. It's been real. That was great. Yeah. That was great. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Yard Reporter. Come visit us uh, this week, especially since it's our birthday on Sunday. Woo! Yay. We're going to be 10. Throw a party with balloons. Old enough Happy to birthday. Ride. And uh, this will probably become a weekly podcast from here on out. So yeah. that's that's big news. Big so news. We're stay good. tuned for that. Yeah. We'll, we'll soon get uh, regular hopefully, music and everything. Hopefully Wick will <laughs> find time in his busy schedule to join us for the next one of these. Throne. So, uh, for Rick and Scott, I'm Brandon. Peace out.